get this show on the road. Oh, oh are we actually starting? Are we actually yes. starting? Yes. 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 I don't. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, wait. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. That's begun. <clears throat> no, we're pausing. <clears throat> Rip the bandaid off. Get right into it. Okay. Now we're going. How about that weather? What about that airplane food? <laughs> Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. God. It's so damn. deceptive outside. It I looks think, like it I should know. be nice, but it's 30 degrees. I know. Yeah. I think I think we've lost our edge. I think <laughs> this is the end of the train. I know. As soon as we start talking about the weather, yeah, it's, it's downhill it's from over. there. We, it's we over. We went airline food. We went cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Well, thanks for tuning in to the last episode. <laughs> you know how you guys make fun of me for liking children's movies? Yeah, because you deserve it. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. No debate there. But I will say I don't like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I, okay. I just think it's too too weird for me. Uh, go ahead and log on to your Twitters and find Maura Gillen. <laughs> and go ahead and uh, bring your hottest children's movie takes to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was so excited when she got a DVD copy of Cars. Was I? I wasn't that excited. You were way I more excited than you should have been. Yeah. I think Cars is a good movie. I this think is... Happy Feet is a good movie. I think Surf's Up, it was a good movie until I watched it again and realized the cultural appropriation of, you know, this the is, Hawaiian culture. This but... is what I'm saying is if you have... <laughs> a children's movie take mora cares i do i do and i don't feel bad about it she has she has happy feet it's a great film i will not i i will die on this hill she has cars cookie cutters okay i didn't buy those though allison gave them to me as a gift but it's a a fitting gift gift. exactly it was it's would meant probably mean to be a gag gift for most people but I knew you'd it, like it, it's, so... It's an appropriate gift for yes. you. I just got to decide what kind of cookies I'm going to make with them. Am I going to put car parts in them and give them to you guys? Car parts? Yeah, you know, nuts and bolts and things. Car just parts. glue them together it's in the shape of, of yeah. cookie cutters. I'm excited to see which car parts fit into those cookies yeah. and get hidden. There are a lot of parts in cars. Yeah, they're usually... Some of them are edible size. Yeah, but they're usually bigger than cookie size. You're going to have to find a pretty thick cookie to find a, hide a nut or a bolt How much mechanic in. work have you done? Plenty. What? No. Yeah. You don't drive cars. So? Yeah, you don't even have a license. <laughs> you don't even have a license. So? Do I need a license to no basic repair work? Both my brothers have worked on their cars, and I've helped them with it a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. Fine. Whatever. Who are we talking to today? <laughs> We're talking to Sheffer, and you're supposed to introduce them, but I've got to introduce me first. My name is Monty D. Montalegre, and I love you. <laughs> my name is Maura Gillen, and we're just friends. Uh, my name is Allison Levine, and hi. <laughs> she, she, takes some, uh, she takes some courting, for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Um, to preface, yes, we're talking to Sheffer today, who explicitly gave Monty... Complete control of his intro. Um, so, take it away. All right. <sighs> Here are two truths and a lie about my friend Sheffer. One, Sheffer uh, le- left me a hand-me-down fridge in our fraternity that's freezer was so bra- bad it would fill with ice about every month if left to its own devices. Like, ice crystals would encroach. Oh, you ice you didn't want. Yeah. His solution was to hold a space heater to it every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. My solution was to ignore it. 
me and Sheffer, through pure chance, lived in Portland at the same time during one college summer, and me and Sheffer were once extras in an indie film unbeknownst to us we ended up being the first two actors on screen in the whole movie okay um just to clarify as well sheffer requested it be two truths and a lie about him that is not we're not just jumping into the game here um it's the gimmick it's the gimmick (laughs) everything's gotta fit into the gimmick i have never i've never met sheffer i believe you're missing out i believe that i i do yeah sheffer's cool have you met Sheffer? Yeah, we Sheffer. were on a what? show with Sheffer. Oh man! Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the only one who doesn't know the person this week. Yeah, you should have been in the Taffeta. Yeah, sorry. You yeah, you should have been in the Nebraska Wesleyan University's <laughs> production of the Taffeta. Okay, so this, but this is good. You guys are giving me information that mm-hmm, I can use mm-hmm, here. So like, yes. I know Sheffer. I 100 percent believe Sheffer's not an actor. He's not an actor. Oh, okay. I don't He's know anything about Sheffer. He's a drummer. He's a musician. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I would 100% believe the, the fridge one. That's that's off yeah. the table. Yeah, for me. yeah that's yeah. real. I don't mm-hmm. care. Uh, the movie, I'm not sure. Them being the, uh, extras? extras? Yeah. I don't think you've done... I'm looking at Monty right now, and I know you hate to act, and mm-hmm. I don't think you would have ever done any kind of like yeah. acting work outside of that one time you were in... What was that show? She Kills, um, Monster. She kills, she kills Monsters. She Kills Monsters. Great show to retire on. <laughs> really, yeah, uh, you know quit while you're ahead okay there. so both of you are going with the movie i am I'm sure yeah you're both wrong what you're yeah. in a movie yeah i was <laughs> i was in it what? for just one scene and it was the first 10 seconds of the movie where me nice. and shepherd just sitting there holding cigars how nice. how how has that never come up in conversation between us you know okay so i don't you know, know shepherd and i also don't know you now yeah <laughs> So the Damn. which one was the lie or Port, the other Portland? I, mean, I lived in Portland and Sheffer lived in Seattle and we met up. That's basically okay. the same place. It, they're different states. Yeah, There's different me. tax laws. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, um, I I enjoy that Sheffer puts a space heater to a fridge, but then mm-hmm. also like it's that freezer yeah. sucked. Yeah, yes. it's like no great there was fridge. Like, Love that fridge. Freezer sucks. There's not even a question <laughs> in my mind that that was. <laughs> not true like that was and as soon as you said it i was like uh-huh yeah sure go next one i think that fridge it was like from the era where brown kitchen appliances were in vogue so it was old <laughs> <laughs> days we don't want to return to okay so what i'm getting from this right now is sheffer's a musician mm-hmm. sheffer's an innovator sheffer a little bit of an actor i'm excited to learn more about sheffer <laughs> I think we should get into it. Yeah, let's get to this first story. When I was around six years old, my mom, my sister, and I were driving back from a family visit a day or two after Christmas. Now, being winter and all in the middle of the Midwest, it wasn't much of a surprise that we ran into a blizzard on the way home, which included the usual things such as high winds, below freezing temperatures, and, of course, ice. Now, one ingenious thing my parents figured out early on is that they could set up one of those older semi-portable VHS TVs right on the island between the two front seats so the kids in the back could watch movies on long car trips. This particular drive, my sister and I were engrossed in everyone's favorite merchandising classic, Space Jam. So while distracted by Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan antics, my mom drove onward in the low visibility conditions until the first patch of ice. 
the car fishtailed instantly and we swerved back and forth for a good couple of seconds. Um, Mom fortunately got the car under control and while expectantly a little frazzled, apologized to my sister and I and said it wouldn't happen again. You can kind of immediately see where this is going. Uh, Anyway, the next patch of ice sent the car careening right off the highway and physics did their work. Uh, A few rolls into the ditch later, we finally came to a stop in the snow. The car's upside down, the Christmas presents in the back are scattered, and Space Jam unfortunately is lost as the TV had sort of become a cannonball inside the car. But Space Jam was far from my mind. In fact, despite my younger sister bawling her eyes out and my mom trying not to panic in the front, I was somehow having a blast. You see, all I could think about was how the floor was now the ceiling, the ceiling the floor, and how I was now dangling upside down from my seat like it was some sort of theme park ride. The general shock of the experience finally got to me then, and realizing the dire situation we were now in, a sort of grand purpose got into my head. I unbuckled my seatbelt, fell with a thump, and then proceeded to try to open the door while stating completely confident... I'm going to get help. Let me remind you, I was six, we're literally in the middle of nowhere, and there's a blizzard outside. Uh, Perhaps in the shrillest voice I've ever heard come from her, my mom yelled, Shut that door! I obeyed, of course, and settled in. Eventually, uh, help did arrive, and I was carried out of the ditch through the cold by a fireman, and we were brought to the nearest town for some victory McDonald's for surviving the icy road. It's amazing the confidence that Space Jam can inspire in our youth. Oh my gosh, Space Jam is is our generation's anthem. Compels a six-year-old to try and save his family. Yeah, honestly. I mean, Michael Jordan's out there fighting for his life with these aliens. and so Not only his life, everyone's, everyone's life. Everyone's life. life yeah, all of, of the Looney Tunes. Lives are at stake. The life of basketball, Looney Tunes. You name Earth, it. Earth, I think. Yeah. I haven't seen Space Less Jam important. in a very long time. There's a concept album about Space Jam that I'll suggest here since it's come up naturally uh, by Sledding with Tigers. I can't remember the name of the album, but it's an entire album. It's a folk punk retelling of Space Jam. It's brilliant. Amazing. I love a concept album. I also love the very... This is... uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I do think setting up a VHS portable TV in the back of a minivan is a super specific Midwest thing. Because my parents certainly did that. You were driving, like, hours to get anywhere, usually. So My parents never did that. Oh, really? My parents yeah. did. Maybe well, just... They gave us notebooks. And we would uh, just, like, no. doodle. I mean, I would that of my each own other. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. We no. wouldn't journal. Even... <laughs> we were like, dearest mother, <laughs> it has to been. At half past sunset. <laughs> No, my parents did that too. We did that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we had a we had a minivan that had a TV built in, so we just like, oh, dropped down yeah. the thing. And you we, like, so you were fancy. Like, we did too. Kind of. Eventually, we had a DVD um, minivan. We never had a VHS player. We in the car. no, we didn't have a VHS, but we had. I was like, it was a DVD player, and it was a satellite TV. Um, so it stopped working oh, you're, after you're a big satellite. Yeah, I mean, that's no, what I'm saying. But yeah. like, but it never. I mean, it never worked. And then eventually, satellite, you know was gone um but we it, but it still works people still use satellite for television i mean but like it's like through specific companies okay. it's, it, before it was okay. just like mm-hmm. you can pick up tv whatever 
No. But we brought, like, our place. They had, like, the hookups for, like, a PlayStation 2. So, like, my brother would play video games in the car and stuff like that. I get uh, horribly carsick, though, if is... I have stimulation. So. Actually, uh. you can still use satellite to just pick up TV. It, you can get, we're, like, a we're... $20 satellite. I, at my old apartment, that's what I did for television. You can get a $20 satellite and just stick it on your wall. Oh. I well, think what Adam... I don't, we don't have the car anymore. It's <laughs> gone. Car, car's gone. Car's gone. I, I don't mean to speak for you. Tell me if no. I'm wrong. I feel like what Allison was getting at is that satellite is a tad bit out of date these yes. days. Most people are using the internet. Also, no need to put TVs in cars anymore because everyone has a screen in front of their face anyway. Correct. It was a very 2004 thing to have in a car when the car was purchased. I just, I'm having so many flashbacks right now to like days in the car playing little like joystick games Mm -hmm. on a VHS TV. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm, for the the nostalgia alone, I want to say this is true, but I know that we're not getting to that point just yet. I know, everything checks out. Everything checks Mm -hmm. out. It's a very Midwest thing to do. Midwest blizzard. I've certainly gotten stuck in towns overnight because of that. In Seward specifically, I was stuck. (laughs) I've been to Seward. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Have we? you've been to Seward? Yeah, yeah, I went for um What if we had all been in Seward at the same time? Possible. Uh, this impossible. <laughs> I went to a I went to a um a a production there, uh, a show. What? Yeah, there's one what? theater and it if was you when don't I was... know, Seward is like a mile by a mile and there's yeah. like 300 people that live there maybe. Mm-hmm. And they're went, all in the theater. I was <laughs> working at my uh my university over the summer and yeah. my boss mm-hmm. of the of the costume library um, was like, hey, I have tickets to a show in Seward. You want to come? And so me, Julie, and her husband, and Marie, who was also working with me that summer, we all drove to Seward, Nebraska. And we watched a show, and it was the weirdest experience I've ever had. It was dinner and a show, too. It was You, you, were, you were fed um, a three-course meal. And wow. the show was going on. Yeah, it was like a murder mystery type um, wait, thing. Wait, it wasn't called Dinner Detective, was I it? don't think so. Okay, because I worked for them for a period of time. <laughs> so oh, I was about oh to really, God. I was about to really wig out. Also, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. Also, I need to say, uh, my association with Seward is that my family is large, but my father and his siblings came from Seward. Mm-hmm. So now that we're a big family with cousins and siblings, we overtake that city, that town, village, uh... Almost every 4th of July. You double the population. We double the population. Yeah. Like, mm. me and my relatives swarm to Seward every 4th of July for the pie-eating contest, the bubblegum blowing contest, the pet parade. So that is my only association with Seward, and the idea that they have theater mm-hmm. is, I know I know you do, I don't mean to offend anybody in Seward, <laughs> I know you do have culture and theater, but it is still wild to me. But that's fun, that's cute that you went and did that there. Yeah, it was nice. Um, Let's get to this next story. Yeah. yeah. Growing up, I was a member of the Boy Scouts, and when I was around 14, my troop took a trip to the Boundary Waters. Now, for those who don't know, the Boundary Waters is an area up in northern Minnesota that is a part of the Superior National Forest and stretches along the Canadian border. There are hundreds of lakes up there, which makes it quite the destination for canoeing and camping. So with my troop and my dad taking along, we headed out into the wild for a week-long adventure. Over the first couple days, we managed to travel about 50 miles out into the reservation, hopping from lake to lake in canoes and portaging where the bodies of water didn't connect. It actually was a pretty grueling trip, but once you were out there, you're isolated. However, about halfway through the trip, we're settled in for the night at a camping spot we planned to stay at for a couple days. I was sharing a tent with my dad and was managing to get some sleep when sometime late in the night, I woke up. 
nothing completely out of the ordinary there, but what got me was my dad was completely quiet. And if there's one thing you find out about my dad when you have to share some space with him for an extended amount of time is that he snores, and he snores loud, like chainsaw in your ear loud. Except when I woke up, I didn't even hear a rumble out of him, which meant he was awake too. He must have heard me shifting because suddenly he grabbed my arm and whispered as quiet as he could, stay still. I did as I was told, and just as I did, I heard what had my dad spooked, a rustle against the tent. Something was outside, and it was close. And judging by the sounds of its steps and the occasional huff of air, my mind jumped to the first danger it could come up with. A bear. What followed was the longest few minutes of my adolescent life. My dad and I sat there, completely still, listening to this bear nose itself around the circle of tents. There wasn't much light that night, but occasionally I could swear I could see the shadow of it through the tent, even though my mind was probably playing tricks on me at the time. But finally, with nothing for it to munch on, the bear moved on. And despite being absolutely terrified, I managed to fall back asleep within about an hour. In the morning, we emerged cautiously out of the tent and checked that everything was all right. Our things were undisturbed, and our storage of food up in a tree was untouched. And the tracks we found weren't a bear. In fact, not even close. It had been a moose. Granted, you really, really don't want to screw with a moose, but considering the alternative I'd been so frightful of the night before, I was just going to take that win. Fortunately, after boating over to a different campsite to try to give us some space from the wildlife, the rest of the trip went without any more close encounters. Moose is just as bad as a bear. Moose is big. Moose big. Moose big. Moose in the woods. Moose in the woods. Moose can dive into, like, deep lakes and, and kill shit, yes? Like, don't they do that? Well, so can we. Yeah. Yeah, but That's a moose not that, is big. It's not that impressive. <laughs> Who can't dive into a deep lake and what kill shit? What I'm saying shit? is a truck-sized deer can go swimming for prey, and I think that's terrifying. In underestimation of the size of a moose. <laughs> yeah. Moose are bigger than cars. <laughs> Bears, about car-sized. About car-sized. Moose, like, monster truck-sized? No, the, that's moose, too big. Moose are big. Mo- I know moose are big. I just don't know how big. <laughs> One time my brother made $100 because he saw a bear. What does we, that mean? We were uh, mean? camping in Colorado. I was also in the Boy Scouts. I also did Boundary Waters. This was a different trip. Um, <laughs> and my youngest brother, Joel, was, you know, pre-Boy Scouts age. And he was kind of, um, at the time, afraid that we'd run into a bear. And my dad was like, there's no way we're running into a bear if we run into a bear, I'll give you a hundred dollars. That's how confident I am that we're not going to run into a bear. Anyway, they ran into a bear later that day. Nice. <laughs> Did you actually pay? Yeah. Actually pay him? <laughs> Great way to make a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. I, I make that bet all the time now. Yeah. They weren't in danger. They just saw. No, that was from a car. But they right. saw. They were a in bear. a van. They were driving. Yeah. They're like that. Joel's like that's a bear, and my dad's like. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love I, it. I owe this kid $100 now. I love that your dad stayed true to his word, though, because he probably could have copped out at that yeah, point. Yeah. Like, I'm your dad. I don't owe you anything. That's not a real bear. That's yeah. a moose. <laughs> Go talk to Sheffer. Yeah, really? He learned the difference. That's insane. Do moose attack people? 
I mean, they, they're capable of it. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think uh, most animals, if they feel threatened, will bears attack. Bears don't really but... attack people either unless you threaten them. Yeah. Unless right. it's a polar bear, which will just attack you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For fun. They're cute. We've oh, kinda... so cute. But deadly. We've also kind of fucked them over, so who's to say? Yeah, that's revenge, to honestly. <laughs> At that point, it is vengeance. Yeah. That's, that's the bastard that melted my home. I absolutely want to ride a moose. I do. You know how, like, you ride horses? Just, like, saddle it up. Yeah, I've heard of horses. Yeah. <laughs> also quite large. Yeah. Not moose-sized by any means. No, no, no. No, no, no. Moose are in their own league for sure, but I'm horses. Sure I'm sure I've talked about it before, but I've done jousting there, I've had. Yeah, I know what a horse is. Oh, my God. I know. Did you get that really sick feeling in the pit of your stomach? Yeah. Now when you he actively that? admitted that. I know. I, I was the coolest kid in jousting there, I've had. <laughs> And that says a lot. Yeah. Low bar. Coolest kid. Out of a a plot of how many? Five. Okay. Four of them. Deep nerds. (laughs) Wait, what's what's the difference here? How do you know? I was cooler than them. You know you're cooler than somebody sometimes. Sometimes you're like, oh. That's true. That is true. Sometimes you do just like meet somebody and you're like, oh man. I am cooler than you. <laughs> if any of you remember me from Jousting Merit Badge, I'm not afraid to say. <laughs> I think and if you took a Jousting Merit Badge or a Jousting Course at Scout Camp, nine times out of ten, I'm cooler than you. <laughs> Call us up. I want to see one of you joust Monty. <laughs> we didn't We didn't get the chance to joust each other, unfortunately. What is even the yeah, point the then? Well, there's jousting games you can do that don't involve bodily harm, and they uh, didn't have, like, shields, or you need, like, a balsa wood lance to use if you're jousting someone, because mm-hmm. you get points when your lance breaks against their shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen A Knight's Tale, uh, starring Heath Ledger. <laughs> yeah, I know how the rules work. Wow, I'm and cooler Paul than Benning. you, too. <laughs> a Knight's Tale is a great film. It is. Okay, okay, I will I will be on Morris' side on this one. Oh, I'm cooler than both of you. I'm fine with that. No, A uh, Night's Tale we, with Paul like, Bettany. And like, that's what most people are talking about online. They're like, yeah. not, I don't know Paul Bettany from WandaVision or Avengers. I knew him when he was naked in A Night's Tale. I know, when he, lost, when he lost all his money and he was just trudging along at, on the street. And then he gave that great monologue in the yep. middle of the movie. That's mm-hmm. great. I'm trying to explain jousting to our audience. Oh, okay. You got our on High School Host Club the other week. I get jousting. You think they haven't seen a knight's tale everybody's seen a knight's tale anyway you would be knocking shields off poles so you didn't hurt other kids who were Mm. less cool than you or you would be trying to get your lance through like a hula hoop or another Mm. ring that was thrown in the air and Mm. that's what you would do instead of injuring the other kids in jousting merit badge like the training montage in the knight's tale (laughs) god let's listen to the next story A few years back, I was spending a summer between college semesters in the state of Washington and was staying with some friends of mine. Now, we enjoyed doing the occasional hike and decided to do a rerun of a trail we'd been on before called Pinnacle Lake. We were driving out into the mountains from the Seattle area following a twisting road through a valley when I managed to miss the turn for the road that leads up to the trailhead. And despite the numerous signs stating, private property and do not turn around here, I pulled into the first road to turn around, assuring my friends it'd be fine. Of course, the moment the tires hit the gravel, a man emerged nearly instantly from the small house in the lot up ahead, and he looks exactly as you'd think anyone so enthusiastic about maintaining their private property in the mountains would be, 
a gray, thick beard, overalls, and hate that you could just feel emanating from his stare, even across the 50 yards or so that separated us. Anyway, we managed to get to the right road and hit the trail. The weather had been overcast when we began, but our excursion quickly became uncomfortable. A drizzle began a few minutes into the hike, then once we were at a high enough altitude, we ran into snow. It being the middle of May, this wasn't entirely surprising, but some stretches of the trail soon became a gauntlet to get through. And then, to top it off, it began to actually rain, and then occasionally downpour. At around the two-hour mark, my friends and I got it into our heads that perhaps continuing on in these conditions with what gear we had was probably not the best idea. So we turned around and started to slowly make our way back down the mountain. Now, one thing of note is that my friend Huey had, for the entirety of the hike up, continued to mention our close encounter with the hillbilly before, and was using said hillbilly to get into my head. He went on and on about how that man knew exactly why we would turn around there to get to this exact trail, and how easily he could come up and mess with the car or lie in wait for us to return. We were, in fact, the only people on that trail today, and really, how easy would it be for him? So, my friend's teasing had been funny at first, but as we became even more soaked to the bone and the misery started to pile up on itself, that horrifying thought really settled itself in my head. Uh, meanwhile, traction got worse as we made our way down, even to the point where we were sliding down snow in certain areas. We even managed to completely lose the trail for a few minutes on top of a ridge where a tricky turn had been hidden from our sight, we did manage to get our bearings, fortunately, and found the rest of the trail. And despite awaiting my death by the hand of a mountain man, we managed to find my car completely in one piece. I even checked the exhaust pipe as if expecting something shoved up there. But no, despite being half-frozen and quite over being adventurous outdoorsmen for the day, we got ourselves out of there in one piece to hike another day. I just want to say i know this is the lie um <laughs> okay because, spoilers because uh that's actually the day that shepherd died and he's a ghost <laughs> and the only way he can get closure is if we get this right otherwise okay. we doom him to walk the oh, earth forever. I see. Okay. so the stakes are a little higher on this episode i hope you don't mind okay. i should have mentioned it earlier yeah okay so he what so the hillbilly did come and kill him no they mm. slipped they, oh, slipped. Oh, they oh, all oh, slipped oh, down yeah. the mountain yeah the hillbilly was like watch out <laughs> Check on because yeah, it was like, like it's gonna get really crazy out there. The weather's going insane. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I, feel... You're not on my property. I just want to make sure you're safe. That's the last thing Sheffer heard with human ears. Ghost ears have heard a lot of things. Yeah, yes, of course. Ghost ears. There's no amount of things I can't hear. Yeah. but I do have nothing to escapes say... the ears of the ghosts. <laughs> you have no secrets from the dead. I was gonna they're say every secret you think you keep, a ghost hears it. But uh, I feel like every one of these stories is the scene of a horror film. Yeah, like. The Blizzard, that's definitely a horror film that I've seen. There's, mm -hmm. like, a thriller about that. Yeah. The moose outside your tent, mm -hmm. that could potentially be a killer. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Woodsman, he's a killer, probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just scared. What I'm saying is, Shepard, you scare me. I'm <laughs> surprised you're alive. Your life is well, just a sequence he's of He's not films. alive. He's not alive. We've been over this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your life and your death have been a sequence of horror films. Well, yeah. Now he's haunting us. Yeah. <laughs> A horror podcast film? Amazing. <laughs> Sounds awful, actually, yeah. to listen to. I listen to several horror anthology podcasts, mm. but 
That would be different. Yeah. <laughs> a haunted podcast. A haunted comedy podcast. Yeah. No, thank you. Anyone who listens to this then gets haunted by Sheffer. Um, sorry. Yeah, if, we, we ring to this one. Yeah. Sorry, guys. If we were a haunted comedy podcast, I feel it, I feel like we'd have a lot more listeners. If I'm being honest, we'd be so much more marketable. Yeah, when you tell frankly. people about us, say we're a haunted comedy podcast. <laughs> just, just tell them they have to get to the next episode before that's revealed. Mm-hmm. It's that's... kind of like a slow burn. It's a lie. You're going to be lying to them. But that's part of the fun. So, yeah. All right. So what are the three stories we heard? Um, the first one was um, Midwest minivan in a blizzard gets mm-hmm. rolled over. Psychotic six-year-old has fun with it. Heroic six-year-old <laughs> yeah. has Heroic, fun with it. <laughs> motivated by Space Jam six-year-old. Not to say, Sheffer, not to say you are a psychotic. I just or think, a hero. Or a not hero. Not to say you're a hero, Sheffer. <laughs> not to say you're either of these things. I just feel like if I was your mom and in our car rolled, did a 360, and you started laughing hysterically, I'd be like, I'm raising a psycho killer. You went back to listen to a detail about this one. Oh, specifically, I wanted to hear the the setup of the VHS TV, because okay. I'm like, that is such a specific detail that I have had, because mm-hmm. my like I said, my parents would do that. We had a VHS portable TV that we would set up in the back of the van and me and my brothers would just like numb, numb skull mindlessly watch movies mm-hmm. on road trips. Um, and I just wanted to validate that experience. So I had to listen <laughs> to that detail again. Um, and then the second one was the bear moose. Moose bear. Mm-hmm. Moose bear. Man bear pig. One, the other, or both. Yes. Were moose, oh, perhaps? <laughs> Mayhaps. The Minnesota were moose. And then the third one was when he when he died on that mountain. Mm-hmm. When he died on the, I'm yeah, sorry. Poor guy. I have to go back. Where moose? If you like, can you imagine if like full moon comes out and you turn into a fucking moose <laughs> instead of something hot like a werewolf? <laughs> that's okay, what that's you worry about. that's hurtful. You worry about the hotness factor. That's hurtful. Every everything has a hotness factor to it. Every moose is like. What? what, what? <laughs> I'm not hot. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have a problem with moose now. I'm really coming for the moose community. I'm Are sorry we gonna about get cancelled? Mayhaps. <laughs> for uh, Moore's moose opinions? Well, the moose might come and hunt us down, and then yeah, the where the where moose will come. Yeah, maybe. And then it is a haunted podcast, mm-hmm. and you don't have to lie to your friends anymore. Yeah. Uh, but uh, where moose, and then yes, and then the uh, dying on a mountain yeah. with top. The hillbilly. Another snowy story. Maybe mm-hmm. the lie. Is the only story without snow. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's one way to yeah, deduce you your You really answer. did probably that. Snow is a metaphor for truth somehow. Okay, so which one do you think is actually the lie? Because, hey, I don't know, Sheffer, I think you're still alive since the last time we talked. Maybe you've been a ghost this whole time. I'm yeah. not sure. Let me just say I'm glad you're alive, Sheffer. <laughs> yeah. We're all we're all happy that you're alive, Be- even our listeners. Yeah, because with these three scenarios, uh, it sounds like three times you could have died. Why do we um, keep getting these kinds of stories? Yeah. It always feels like our, our guest should have died and then didn't. <laughs> Maybe all our guests are ghosts. Cool. <laughs> nice twist. Nice yeah, twist. A little twist on the story. We're actually helping people find closure and moving on to the afterlife. <laughs> oh, we're actually doing like a huge service for the spirit world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I want to say... Makes me feel really bad about missing last week. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say... Um, I don't know. I, I kind of want to say the moose story somehow. Okay. Okay. Because that's the only one that we don't really have like confirmation, I guess. Like they... Mm-hmm. Never really saw. I, I I guess I forget how he says that he found out that it was a moose. But mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm gonna go with number 
more three. I'm gonna number go with three. the hillbilly. Okay. You think he actually did die? Yeah, I think he, I think he's dead. <laughs> Sorry, Shepard. Okay. Uh, I'm also dead. gonna go with number two. Okay. Okay. Um, does anybody remember what our score is? I think we're. Oh tied. my god! We're all tied, I forgot right? we were keeping we, track. I think <laughs> we're at three, three, three. Yeah, that's oh, what so, I remember. Yes. Yeah. So clear okay. the board. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Queen so. I'm story number two, more story number two, and Allison's story number three. So it's going to be story number one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's find out. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, the second story is the lie. I did, in fact, take a trip up to the Boundary Waters, but there was no close encounter with a bear or a moose at all. The first and third stories, the car crash and the hike, are completely true, and two be quite honest, I don't think I'm ever going to go back to that hiking trail, just in case. There was no moose! There was no moose! There that were was... no were-moose. There were no okay. were-moose. So what made you think it was story two? Well, okay, I don't know if this is true, but I don't think Nebraska has moose. I know we have okay. bears. That's bold, because the story takes place in Minnesota. Oh, in Minnesota. I'm so dumb. <laughs> So okay, I then it could have been a moose. I think you're right that there are no moose in yeah. Nebraska. <laughs> However, that is an irrelevant point of data. Yeah. I'm I similarly, I'm not convinced there are moose in the boundary waters. Okay. There might be. I've been there. There may have been a warning that I ignored. Um, but I, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. Yes. What made you think it was story number three? Besides the fact that Shepherd's obviously a ghost. Yeah, but yeah, Shepherd's a ghost, so I was like, okay, so he could have died on a mountain. That could be fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really have I didn't okay. really have a, a, a very specific reason. I just thought, you know, maybe it was just a, like maybe it was yeah. skewed from another story. Maybe you thought like, there's no mountains in Nebraska. <laughs> I mean, are there? It was in Not Washington. Really. There's, there's foot. <laughs> yeah, uh, there are foothills at the yeah. furthest western edge, but no mountains really. No, but I I mean, maybe, I thought that like you know maybe. I mean, like, the, the hillbilly, like, get off my lawn type of thing is, like, something he could have picked up from a movie. Yeah. Maybe he like just went movie. for a hike and it was nice, you know. It could have been a variant of that story, but I'm, Could have I been guess, completely made up. It could have been completely made up. I'm, I'm glad that it was... True. I, d- true, but also it's a good story, <laughs> but also don't ever go back there because I'm worried about you and your friend's safety and this man <laughs> who may or may not have stalked you. Question mark. <laughs> well... Allison, you're losing again. I'm sorry. I revel in losing. So <laughs> the first couple episodes pointed in another direction, but thank you for confirming that. I mean, it what what happens happens. I'm gonna go with the flow kind of person. Whatever. That's do we believe that? Uh, no. Show I'll of hands just, who believes that. I'm not worried because next time I'll just get the right answer and then I'll get back on the okay, same board as okay, you. Okay, but show of hands, who believes that Allison is a go with the flow person? I don't Nobody in this room is raising their hand. Not even Allison. <laughs> Allison's I, raising your hand. You raised it after I said that. That's, I mean, I didn't think I had to vote. It was about me. <laughs> well, thank, thank, thank you so much for listening. Sheffer, those were fantastic stories, dude. Um, I'm so glad you're alive. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, please stay that way. And yeah, never return to that mountain again because it sounds like a terrifying place. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. I love you. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's show. If you want to stay up to date on what we're doing, be sure to follow the show's Twitter at 2TruceAGuy1. 
My name is Monty D. Montalegre. You can follow me on Twitter at MD Montalegre, on Instagram at Not Your Cup of Monty, and then you can check out my film photography at Monty D's Analog Funhouse. All of that will be linked, so you do not have to spell my name. My name is Allison Levine. You can follow me on Instagram at Allison.Levine12. You can also check out our cat's Instagram. His is our underscore first underscore rodeo. He's really cute. And you can follow me, Maura Gillen, across all social platforms. Be sure to check me out on TikTok because I'm having a lot of fun over there. That will also be linked in the description below so you don't have to try and spell my name. Uh, and tell your friends about the show because we're not paying for advertising. Two Truths and a Guy is a storytelling podcast featuring our favorite lies from our favorite listeners. Submit to us your stories using the submission form linked in the description below or email us at twotruthsandaguy at gmail.com. You can catch new episodes every Tuesday on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.